Hey and welcome to Maybe It's Rocket Science, a place where we will come together to break down the complex issues prevalent in our society by inviting a variety of different viewpoints, many of which may differ from our own. My name is Gina Corlees and I'm your host. Hi everyone, as mentioned, I'm Gina Portales. And I'm Jenna Madian. Your hosts. Now, uh, who are we? Uh, I'm a graduate student and teaching assistant at the University of Colorado, Denver. My focuses are on media. I like to see how media, primarily television, film, radio, etc., affect our development and how it contributes to social justice and change. I come from a journalism and political background from Ball State University in Indiana, where I was born and raised. And for money, outside of here, I am a personal trainer. Right, and then I am Jenna Madiun. I currently work for a nonprofit organization. I've been there for two and a half years, and it helps build and repair housing for low-income families. I majored in architecture from the University of Maryland, but I have a lot of experience with many of the issues that will be talked about in this podcast. Um, I'm an African-American Latina Muslim born to an immigrant mother. Um, she raised us and, like, me and my nine other siblings. <laughs> Mostly by herself. Um, yeah, that's a lot. I enjoy traveling, reading, spray painting, and getting to know people, um, especially their views on life and their cultures. This podcast is to help people learn about what is happening in our society and provide information and stories and examples on how to navigate these complex issues. For our episode today, we interviewed Dr. Yvette Bueno Olson, a professor at the University of Colorado, Denver. She teaches a handful of classes here, primarily ones in diversity, but also in family communication. So exactly what our episode is talking about today. So she's going to give us some tips and tricks, and we're going to be going in and out of our normal talking and just giving pointers and tips that she has to offer and things that she generally has to say about the subject. So the topic for today is uh, relationship communication. So what kind of experiences did you have with this? I think yours was primarily with coworkers, right? Yeah, mine was primarily coworkers because all my family members, we are pretty much on the same wavelength right. <laughs> regarding everything in the, you know, politics right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, like, talk about maybe yours. I heard that, you know, you had a yeah. pretty tough Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so me and my family are on complete opposing sides for the most part. I was the only person in my immediate family, so... Me, my dad, my mom, my sister, my grandparents, they all voted for Trump, whereas I did not. So, I mean, we had, like, heated conversations leading up to the election. Yeah. And then after the election, we hardly talked. I'm curious as to how you came out being that one, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that one goose and all the doctor or whatever. Right. The one thing that was pretty dope about my family is that my dad, for example, he was like, no, I erased you to have whatever viewpoints you wanted. He's like, I didn't want you to do whatever I wanted to do. Mm. But at the same time, they also, you're an idiot for voting for Hillary. Like, you're just pretty much backlashing on a few things. And I'm just Mm. like, okay, well, 
you did mention you want me to have my own opinion. <laughs> so, so it was kind of contradictory in those kind of senses. Um, but it wasn't too bad. I think it was more along the lines of me just being like, okay, how could you think that that's a good idea? So mm-hmm. me coming out to them in a sort of way was more me just being very curious. But I think my curiosity is coming from your standpoint. What's it like having a family that agrees with you? Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's amazing, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's fine. We don't have those, you know, heated political conversations that, you know, at holiday sit-downs. But it's kind of boring because you don't get that, you know? <laughs> not, not saying my, fa- my family's not boring. I love them all. <laughs> all nine of them. All nine of them. Um, but it's, it's, I really like hearing other people's perspectives and mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to have a little bit of a, not like argument, L- but like a curveball. Yeah. A little curveball you know? in there. See, it spice it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> You're more than welcome to come to Indiana <laughs> anytime that you Thanks. Um, but I think you brought up something really interesting is that listening to other people's perspectives, you know, and I think that's one of the main root issues. A lot of people think, Okay, my idea and my viewpoint is the only right one. And it's the right one because it's the only walk of life that I know and it pertains to me. What do you think that we could do? Like, I mean, just like from within people's families, Hmm. is it now that time that we start these conversations like at Christmas dinner or whatever holiday dinner you're doing is it time to just sipping your hot cocoa just like so (laughs) Trump (laughs) what's your view (laughs) what's your view is it now that time I think I honestly think that you know we should have probably been having these conversations the entire Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. because now it's you know in a way boiled up Mm-hmm. And people don't even know how to bring it up. Um, but regardless, you know, it happened. It's a done deal. And how is it time right now? Yes. I think the more we get other people's perspectives, the more we talk to our family members, um, and the earlier on, then we can start making some type of progress. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, and if the only time you get together is at a holiday, you know, I think going in you should say hey you know let's have a conversation like this well the rules is um those are navigated between the family so maybe it's just we can't talk about it because it becomes too heated now if you are in a different situation with the family and you're like well i do want to express how i feel about this and i think we can achieve this um i'll tell you from my own experience it can get very heated and so I'll out my husband. He won't think this is outing him, but he voted for Trump in the election. Oh. So conversations <laughs> in my family were, were definitely got hot very quickly and right. heated and escalated. And we have three kids, so yeah. it's not, we don't want them to see us being engaged in some very high, heated discussion, yeah. right? But they did see some. And so there were a couple of strategies that we implemented to navigate that. So there's one, it's a communication strategy to summarize what the person has said. And then only after you summarize what they said, do you add your piece. So 
it slows the conversation way down. And you also have to cognitively exert a lot of effort. So you say something, the other person that's listening has to summarize what you said and demonstrate I've understood. So you're saying that you think Trump's policy to ban countries from the Middle East and people immigrating, you think that that's a reasonable policy. So you have to literally speak the language that they just Mm -hmm. spoke and then say, okay, I've heard that. I think that that's not a reasonable policy. Right. Then you say, you know, the following. And then they have to repeat that. And we've tried it a couple of times and it's it's amazing how much that slows down the conversation. Because once I have to utter the words you did and connect with them, okay so I heard what you said we're most often we're not listening to each other we're not we're just asserting our own viewpoints people don't validate each other's ideas and one thing that Yvette says during this interview is you need to make sure that you're hearing the other person Yep. You can't just be concocting your own ideas of what you're going to say next yeah. while that other person is talking. You have to be fully there yep. and just be like, okay, so I hear what you're saying. Here's my view on it now. You know, and it, that gets lost so yeah. frequently. Especially in the political conversations. Oh, yeah. Because people, you know, when you're raised thinking a certain way or when you start becoming so much, you know, so just geared, stuck in your own way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't care what you have to say. And so I think for people who think like that, it's like, are you going to sit here and have a conversation like that? Or are you going to have a conversation where you're going in and saying, you know what, off the the bat, I don't care what you have to say. (laughs) So in that case, you know, knowing yourself, you should say, you should either tell the person, hey, no, I'm good. Let's not have this conversation because no matter what you say, you're not going to change my... Right. My perspective. And I think that that is a respectful, you know, saying. You should, you know, be able to know yourself well enough to say, hey, I don't care. I I, want to stay in my way. Because I think people go in and they start arguing, you know. And even though the other person might be open-minded, the person who's, like, so stuck in their way and is like, I don't care what you have to say, might say something to just trigger that little mm-hmm. angry button, and then the other right. person's like, you know what? You're just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's how families and, you know, things start to split and relationships start to fall apart. That's right. um, um, one of the ways, I feel, um, regarding political issues. I think hostility comes quickly. Yeah. With opposing views, and, and if it's... It can it escalates. It's the, it's the rapid escalation that makes it so contentious, right? It's yeah. just like, well, all you need to say is, "Oh my gosh, you voted for what?" How could, you know, it could escalate. It escalates quickly. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, in your family, you have it seems like you have a whole team. <laughs> Everyone surrounding you. So for you, you kind of anticipate that. And um, I've become pretty good at trying to diffuse some of that hostility. Just um. Just, you know, just in recent weeks, we had family over, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, my husband, and there was a conversation that was just, I was like, this is, I could feel it rising, you know, the, yeah. the, the tension rising. I was like, okay, I didn't realize you were so passionate about that. Maybe some other time we can have this conversation because now we're going to go have more, you know, you're just, just moving in quickly like, all right, I didn't know. 
that you were this passionate about this topic. And maybe at some other time we can get together. Usually, a lot of the times, people, whenever they get into these conversations, it is to persuade the other person. Mm. It is to be like, here is my opinion. I don't know if you've tested it out yet. <laughs> but give it a taste. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's really difficult whenever you are having a conversation with somebody of opposing viewpoints who is like that, who is is like, guess what, I'm not about to change my mind, so I'm good, you know? But at the same time, okay, but your viewpoint is putting a lot of people at danger, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I don't know, I find it so interesting that a lot of times people's main goal is to persuade the other person when they know that they're not going to change their views. that question do we have the capacity to change our values your values are one of those deep-seated beliefs those concepts and elements we live by so you're asking for you know deep-seated set of assumptions about the world to shift and I think that there is shift possible and I think the intention of the conversation should always kind of be at the forefront. Is my intention to change your mind? Or is my intention to share this information with you? Is my intention to help you understand how I see the world? Because I think shifts are possible. So shift is just expanding a little bit, opening the door a little bit more than what you had previously. And I absolutely think that that's possible. I think that it's possible. When you ask to change someone's, there's, you know, and that, I think that's that's the heart of yeah. why there's so much friction, because many of these political issues get at the heart of what people's values are, yeah. um, and that's definitely what politicians are playing to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're playing to that, mm -hmm. because they know those, those are hard to shift. So can they? Yes. Um, incremental shifts? Yes. Are mm -hmm. possible? Is it because I'm going to have a heated exchange with you that you will change your mind? Not likely. Not likely, because... If I'm having a heated exchange with you, it's because I want to assert myself and what I believe. And then you're going to come back and debate form. But if I'm having a meaningful conversation with you about why this is so important to me, then I'm speaking to not your debate brain, but maybe your heart. Like, this is what happened to me, or this is why I think this is. And it may be a few meaningful conversations, or it may be an encounter, or an experience that can help to, sh you know, make that shift happen. Um, it's possible um, incrementally now you know it's almost like those political campaign ads the target is people people who are not decided because people who have deep-seated beliefs and are clearly and definitively I'm on this side it's hard to shift so the ads don't target those people that's what you're talking about Just, energizing the base or appealing yeah. to the swing voters or the you know right. decided You get heated during these arguments. They start off not being arguments for the most part. It's because yeah. it usually does start off with curiosity kills the cat, you know? Like it's 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 more like a okay, I would but why? And then it turns into but why? <laughs> and I think that those yeah, when you start insulting, like like, you know, Yvette 
I believe she said that. She was like, you know, when you start insulting, that's when you need to walk away from the conversation because that's not going anywhere fast. It's, it's, that's not good. Right. I mean, you're talking about respect now and name calling and attacking someone, you know, so, so when that enters the relationship, right, the, those are grounds. I'm like, well, I can't. I can't talk to you anymore. Like, we have to end the conversation now where I just get up and leave because once it crosses, you know, it's it's disrespecting you by calling your name or... And not that that doesn't happen, but, you know, that, that happens in all family oh, relationships. Oh, yeah. Really. So, but it's, it's kind of using those general parameters. Like, once there's disrespect, we can't have a conversation. So we can't move on from here because there's been an insult and there's been an attack or there's been name calling. And so it's digressed. And so we can't have this conversation so that's a conversation right. where i have gotten up i'm like okay we can't talk right now so yeah it get up and leave and having said that okay there have been plenty of apologies sorry that you know mm-hmm. that you know i said some things i shouldn't have said so again i always think of those that fluidity of family relationship and how important it is we all can say things when we're heated that we don't mean yeah so we apologize for them and we can apologize for them and try to make amends. And we also, when we are not respected and treated with dignity, can just get up and walk away. We, I mean, I, yeah. I, and I would teach my kids too not to have conversations where someone would disrespect you. Like, okay, this is no longer a civil conversation. Can't have right. this conversation right now. Maybe yeah. some other time if we can, you know. Oh, yeah. I think those are great sort of your own boundaries. So knowing when the conversation is no longer fruitful, yeah, and when it takes the turn a turn like that, it probably isn't. I've been married long enough to know that it you can have those and come back, <laughs> right? And still, you know, know that okay, we're not gonna, you know, we need to cool it right now if we want to mm-hmm. continue this conversation, or we just stop and yeah. pause and and maybe start it up another time. I think it's really interesting because people usually want to avoid hostility and so they don't have conversations of curiosity with people of differing views mm-hmm. so one time i was traveling i was um taking a road trip up to north dakota and the sturge sturgis i believe um which is like a huge <laughs> motorcycle nice. convention type thing but a lot of these motorcyclists cyclists were you know they had confederate flag bandanas and you know they kind of fit that whole like mm-hmm. you know person yeah. of I of completely opposite of who you know right. I am and I told you know my friend who I was working I was driving with I told both of them I said hey guys I really want to go you know talk to them and hear what they you know have to say and their views and everything and my friend Rachel was like no you know it's interesting, you're open to their ideas, but they're not open to yours. And so I feel like a lot of people, and she's like, we're not going to stop. We're not going to talk to any of them. We're going to continue on to North Dakota. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> not doing this yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, or, or just like, you know, probably not at all. But um, mm-hmm. she, um, but her saying that, and I realized a lot of people, they're more comfortable either just, you know, not going into that topic at all because they want to avoid the hostility or you know with they tiptoe around it with their family and then when it gets too bad they like back up right and i think that's unfortunate because then you just stick to talking to people that have the same perspective as you do 
And it just keeps on going. Like, you just teach your kids and your kids grow up thinking that way. And it's really hard for something like you to happen where mm-hmm. you, you're you that one person in your family that's like, wait a second. Uh, what's going on here? Right. I don't know if I agree with all of <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, it was crazy. I mean... There are two things that I wanted to touch on from what you said. First of all, I smiled really big whenever you said that. You were like, I want to talk to them because when you and I went to the yeah, march, there was a guy walking around, the immigration march, there was some guy walking around with a Trump flag, an America flag, like, sewn together, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I want to go talk to him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and we, like, sprinted after this guy. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, yeah, what? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just confused. I just don't understand. Right. You know? right. And then the second thing is growing up in that atmosphere when you have no idea of anything. Because when you're a kid, you're like, Sure. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. Like, whatever you say. Pledge allegiance to a flag every morning? That's fine. For sure. That's whatever. normal. Yeah. That's normal. <laughs> every other country does this, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, there were clippings on our fridge that had some guy holding a gun saying, stay away from my guns, you dirty Democrats. Yeah. Or like me being like, I love Tom Hanks. And my mom being like, he's a dirty Democrat. You don't like him. What? And I was just like, but he's Woody. Yeah. <laughs> <that's> Woody. <laughs> Man, when you said Tom Hanks, I was like, wait a second. Wait. Oh no, that's yeah. Woody. Oh yeah. Right. Everybody loves Woody. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I was like, so <laughs> it's, it's an interesting time. And I think It's interesting because some people don't have the luxury of either having a family that agrees with them or a family that, even in my position, still have contact. Yeah. Because some people were more along the lines of, you voting for this person... Completely cut off. Completely cut off. LGBTQ um, plus people a part of that community, they completely cut off their yeah. families and I remember I talked to my dad about that and he, was, and he was said you know if politics really divide your family that much then your family bond wasn't that strong to begin with but hmm. that's where I get kind of iffy with it because I'm just like yeah I see your position but also that vote kind of diminishes their whole well-being and who yeah. they are as a person. Yeah. I think there was a comedian. I'm not sure. Like, I listen to a lot of other, you know, podcasts and mm-hmm. things. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think they said something along the lines of, in voting for a certain person, you kind of disregard my existence. And so in the, in the idea that, you know, in voting for, you know, the person who is in, the office right now um you're talking to you know like for instance me you know and I have a co-worker who voted for him and but he comes in and I had to train him on this computer programming mm-hmm. and I've worked with him for a year and a half two years you know a year and a half because I was volunteering okay. on site and then or not volunteering I was working on site and then <laughs> I was working in the office and I had to train him on this new program and I said, um, he, you know, sat down and we had this conversation one time and he turned to me and he goes, you know, why are your people so violent? It's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> I was like, wait, have I ever tried to hurt you on site or anything? And he said, no. And, he, you know, he's always comes in with M&Ms or something like that. And he's super cool. Um, 
but he you know he again he voted for the person in office right now and um i said you know i thought to myself that's interesting. You're able to have a great conversation with me. And I'd like to think that you actually like me. You enjoy my company. You bring me M&Ms. And right. you, you just do the funniest puns. I love hearing his puns and his joke, his puns and his jokes. And I'm like, does that ever go, you know, roll over in your mind? Hey, I voted for this person, but, you know, I'm still able to have this conversation or interact with this person. Um, that everything that the person in charge right now says mm-hmm. about me and anything that I represent is so derogatory. Mm. So I'm just curious. I just I'm curious as to those people who I interact with who did vote for him. It's like, well, you know, in a way, you don't care about me, you know, because I have so many. I represent so many things that he does not mm-hmm. like. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a like walking epitome of exact opposite of him. Right. <laughs> But I'm like, does that ever cross your mind as, you know, like in a way to me, it mm-hmm. says, I don't care. I want my company, uh, my my country to be run like a business. I want, you know, the money aspect of it to boom. But everybody else, I'm sorry, you guys are going to get all stepped on because it doesn't matter. You don't matter to this country to make this country run like a business. You know? Yeah. doing a self-evaluation of what future would you do you think you yeah. have with this person mm-hmm. and if you're working towards future relationship building yeah just a, you know a greeting and maybe not initially saying oh well you know we had a fallout because of the election or just hey how are you doing thinking about you and maybe priming yeah more communication in the future yeah. I do think that thinking of the entirety of the relationship is important. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and where you see yourself with this person and are there, are there attributes, you know, their qualities that they have that you do respect mm-hmm. and value yeah. and, and thinking about that longer term. I don't want to believe that that defines someone, you know? Mm. I really don't, because that's saying that a lot of this country has a lot of growing up to do, you know? Yeah. A lot of growing, not growing up, but just growing in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, like, really interesting seeing different interviews with different people who have voted for him or just, you know, pushing and protesting for, you know, certain things. It's like, dude, we're not... Unlike the person in, in the, the office, he mm-hmm. is, like, blatantly making people go against, you yeah. know, groups of people. Right. And I don't feel that other people are actually going to try and do that. You know, right. they're not saying, hey, you know, we don't like you. They're saying, we don't like the ideas that you're putting forth. You know, those yeah. are kind of sketch. I don't know yeah. if I completely agree with them. Yeah. And it's... And it's hard, especially when it's family, yeah. you know, it's, and plus, not only that, even friendships and coworkers, yeah. it's because you're around these people a lot, or you have some sort of strong bond with them, yeah. and you don't want to lose those bonds, right. and, but at the same time, it's, it's difficult. It, I, I agree that, you know, the increasing ownership of mm-hmm. 
our political views being who we are, or our political parties being who we are. And I, I, I think that that's dangerous. Tell me why. You know, I think, you know, our whole capacity or our, our entirety or kind of our gestalt, like our whole picture of who we are is not just that. Yeah. You know, as a human. Mm-hmm. I think sure. it's more on, you know, both sides of the fence where it's like people have to want to learn and then the other people have to be stopped being afraid to go out and talk to these people or go out and just, you know, be there. You don't have to talk to them, but you can just exist next to them Mm -hmm. and show them that, hey, look, we're not, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not, um, I don't know, like, crazy. We're not going to try to hurt you. We're just trying to live, survive, live the American dream, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's, and, and, and honestly, even with that, it is down to the person personally if they are willing to open up and they're willing to you know create that bond or recreate those bonds with their family members and their co-workers I think that it ultimately comes down to the you know single person if they want to or not um but just to help that is you know becoming more aware right trying different environment like going traveling come on man it's so easy to travel now right. <laughs> it's just like get in your car Yo, stop step taking, one. Yeah, step so just one. stop taking what you hear and, and what you see and yeah. like go out and experience it yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Because, I mean, you're right. I mean, the first step is with that individual person. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. I would like to thank Studio Mass for our dope design created for the podcast, 47th Ghost for the music that you're rocking out to right now, and CU Devers Class Learning Media Lab for providing the equipment and spaces to record in. Thank you for listening, and see you back here next time.